Welcome to episode 151 of the Zay Coma Podcast. And yes, this is a very generational episode we recorded because guess what, boys? It is my birthday. I know it's a, a pretty anti-climactic way to to end the, the to start the, uh, the festivities, I should say. But yes, today your boy has turned 20. So you won't know, have to hear me talk about me being a teenager, being a wolf and all of that. No more on this podcast. From now on until the end of time, I'm going to be a 20-year-old. Even 15 years from now, I'll still be 20 years old. Man, today, I'm going to be honest with you, the last couple of weeks, I've been stressed the hell out. So guess what? You get no content today. No original content. I'm just be This basically just going to be the news episode of the podcast, and y'all can hear me talk about a pissing straight. So happy birthday to everybody listening to this podcast, actually. That's what, like I said, we're going to go off script. Happy birthday to everybody listening to this podcast, because if it's my birthday, it's everybody's birthday, and everybody gets to celebrate with each other. We are having a national Listen to the Zay Coleman Podcast Day. I'm declaring September 23rd, National Zay Coleman Day, and we all listen to the Zay Coleman Podcast as a community, right? No? Okay, cool. Well, first things first, we'll probably start off with the small news, so we'll get to the big news. Small news, the Detroit Pistons and the Utah Jazz finalized a trade yesterday that uh, would send Boyan Bogdanovich, of course, to the Detroit Pistons for Kelly Olenek and Sabin Lee. First reactions to this trade, I was absolutely ecstatic that we were absolutely, we were going to get this uh, potential uh, 40% three-point shooter in Boyan Bogdanovich to Detroit. Love it as a Pistons fan. Um... Going to miss K- uh, Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee. I'd miss more because he was part of the OG rebuild team. I guess the OG official hard reset team. Um, Kelly Olynyk, I thought was is I think is still a quality NBA player. Um, even at his age and his, some of his injury history, he's still I think is a quality NBA player. But to get Boyan Bogdanovich, who last year averaged what, 18, 19 a game for the Detroit Pistons, plus. Is an expiring deal, which Saban Lee and Kelly Olenek weren't expiring deals. I think uh, it's an absolute good get for the Detroit Pistons. Um, second thoughts to the trade though was, please for the love of God, don't let this be like a a, a setup to a Russell Westbrook trade. Like I'm I'm I am kind of on the fence on whether we're the doing a Russell Westbrook trade is good for Detroit. On that good hand, it is too. It'll like if a Russell Westbrook trade happens, two unprotected first round picks likely occur in, in these deals. Straight up, it's Russ and two first round picks for what it would be probably a package of Boyan Bogdanovich. Maybe I feel like Kelly Olynyk would have been a bigger fit for the Lakers than Boyan, but Boyan, uh, probably Nerlens Noel somewhere in that trade because I doubt he's in the the main rotation at this point in Detroit. It'll probably be somewhere in the lines of uh, Zay Stewart, uh, Jalen Duran, Marvin Bagley. That's probably the the, the big man core. So that kind of leaves Nerlens Noel out a little bit, which sucks because Nerlens Noel I think still a quality player too. Um, I feel like who somebody else, maybe Alec Burks. I don't know. The, the Lakers have been so touch and go with who they really want. It went from Kyrie to 
the the, the Pacers package with uh, Buddy and Miles Turner, but they didn't want to give them two first round picks. And then it went to Utah Wills, some combination of Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Patrick Beverly before they eventually just traded for Patrick Beverly. Now they're back when the the boy on or sorry the Buddy Heald and Miles Turner to get like the piss or the, sorry, the the Lakers are so backwards or so out of it's a it's a situation where it's, Jesus Christ they don't know what the fuck they want. It uh it is interesting to say the very least of what uh it's going down in in uh, Detroit. I'm I'm not again I'm still not optimistic on us being a playoff or even a play in team but I think this move does make us better. I for sure think this move makes us better. The lineup probably looks like some sort of uh combination of Cade, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bay, Boyan Bogdanovic and probably be to start the year. Maybe it turns into Duran by the end but I doubt that it it gets a, a huge Jalen Duran uh Starting minutes, maybe this turns into Nerlens Noel before he's uh, inevitably dealt probably next year. Um, I'm also kind of on the fence about this. Uh, like I said, I'm still Russell Westbrook trade is still in the back of my mind. I'm putting on that. Like I'm not, I'm not reporting anything. I'm not making anything uh of note here. But I'm just, just keeping keep Russell Westbrook in the back of your mind if you're the Detroit or if if you're a Pistons fan, and you think, heck, we just got Boy Hopkins for a year. Don't be surprised that this is a bigger move to get or get uh, Russell Westbrook and inevitably buy him out. <sighs> I don't want to. I don't want to get into it, but we might have to, anyways. So yesterday, or I guess at this point, it's been like two days. I don't know. It's, it feels like a year, honestly, already. This since we've been going through this, but um. I believe Adrian Wojnarowski was the first person to report this, but um, there were some inner workings, if you will. I don't want to. I don't know how to uh, get this without without making it a, a bigger statement than what it is. Um, so it was kind of reported, kind of speculated, if you will, that Ime Udoka had uh. It was at the, I think it was just said the uh, uh, possible disciplinary action for unspecified violation at the time. That was as of I believe Wednesday night that was reported. Um, again, didn't really read too much into it. It was like it, I, like that could have fallen under any sort of category. If I'm being honest with you, uh, quote unquote unspecified violation or or uh, organizational guidelines. Like that could literally be anything. Maybe he was smoking weed. Maybe he was, you know, you know, jacking off in the bathroom. I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not uh, Ime Udoka. I don't know what he does. I don't know him personally. I don't know what he does in his spare time. But then it was uh, uh, even reported that it was a po- possible uh, suspension, or it says, uh, including a uh, possible significant suspension. And it says job, his job isn't believed to be in jeopardy. But uh, su- suspension is looming and a final determine on that length. Could come as soon as Thursday, which yesterday it was uh, also reported. Uh, no final decision, but uh, right after basically the Boyan Bogdanovich trade went down, Will sent out another tweet saying that he was likely facing suspension for the entire 2022-23 season for his role in a consensual relationship with a female staff member. 
a formal uh, announcement is expected as soon as today. Um, they said that his, the assistant Joe Mazzulla will probably be the uh, the interim coach for the season, which I can't. I don't read. I can't. Uh, I can't read into it because I don't know uh, Mr. Mazzulla too well. Like I don't know if he's you know one of those uh, like an elite level coach or not. Maybe this might be a blessing in disguise. Who knows? But it it's unfortunate. Like we'll we'll eventually get into it, but. Now that basically the entirety of the the world now, because this it, this also involves his wife or I think girlfriend actually fiance I don't actually know what they're up, but his significant other is Nia Long, which <sighs> respectfully Nia Long is still beautiful as always, and it's a uh, like I said take all that bias out the way it's just. Like risking your job, your livelihood potentially. Like he, he, like the possibility of him being fired was out there. Like the the taking that big of a risk just for a a side piece is kind of kind of detrimental to a lot of a lot of people. It's a it's definitely. It's it's detrimental to you as an individual. It's it's definitely uh it's detrimental to every single person that is involved in the situation. Everybody in the Celtics organization, everybody in your family, everybody in other people's family, everybody that's gone through similar situations before, everybody that's like everybody that has something to do with you as a human being is affected by this situation. Like I, I'm, I don't understand what Nima Yudoka was going through at the going doing at the time. I don't care. Like I understand. Okay, and we're gonna open up another conversation in a little bit that also needs to be discussed. Just uh, off the back of my mind, but overall with Nima Yudoka, come on, bro. I understand. There is a long road from October, mid October, which is the uh, the start of the season. Really, October 1st is usually the start of the preseason up until, in last year's case, the middle of June, which was the NBA Finals. I know that's a lot of time. You feel alone. You feel like you need somebody by your side. But even if it, I, even if you take the, the whole side chick thing out of it, having a, a relationship within the organization, A, violates team conduct, the team rules, and B, it's just not like morally it's not right. Like legit, like you essentially and now that apparently is like he would made like uh like in the derogatory comments towards her and it's like <sighs> Bro, you are not making this any any better for yourself at this point. Like and again, this is somebody that like just to so there's no bias in it. Like Ime Yudoka is one of the best head coaches in the NBA. Like this isn't some like like he didn't become this didn't become a mainstream news just because he's uh Neil Long's significant other. This became news because he's one of the top basketball minds in the game. And it's unfortunate that that's going to be riddled with he's the top uh basketball mind in the game plus he slept with a member of the team staff. Like that or according to the wording, he had a legitimate like relationship with her. So like probably you know, went out to eat, probably slept in a hotel at the same, like, they, that, that holds 
like that holds a lot of weight knowing that you basically had her under your thumb and for some and somehow this no this did not come out until like like people didn't know about it until July so genuinely nobody knows how long this has been going on but another conversation that I want to talk about and this is every I don't even know if this has to do with the NBA but I know the Celtics suspended him. But can we talk about Ime Udoka and Robert Sarver getting the exact same suspension? Ime Udoka, which again was a, a reprimandable offense, like that, that genuinely disgusting what he did. That gets the same penalty as an open racist? Misogynist? Of almost 20 years? And at max, maybe nine-month relationship with a significant other that happens to be on your payroll is equally as disgusting as racism, sexism, and misogyny. I'm going to let that sit right there. Like that's, that's something that weighed on my mind when I saw he officially got suspended for a year. I'm like, all right, cool, you know, whatever. He's done for the season. No. He and Robert Sarver got the exact same penalty. And again, I, I know one was handed down by the NBA PA and one was handed down by a specific like team and specific club. But bro, that 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 does not that really does not sit right with me. Honestly, this does not sit right with me. Like I I can't for the life of me understand how those Penalties equate. Yes, again, I would like to re-emphasize. Yes, that Ime Udoka's controversy is genuinely terrible. Like I understand that. Like you know, like I said, even though like the semantics of it is you know kind of wishy-washy. The the absolute like the bare the absolute the legit from point A to point B. I understand that the story is terrible. Should not have done that. I genuinely don't know what this man was thinking about for the last year at this point. But you can't tell me that this story equates to an open racist, open sexist, open, open mis- misogynistic person who, op- again, openly, like he admitted that he used the N-word at least five times. He admitted that he really was not at first, like he, he just didn't care about women's basketball, even though he was the owner of the Phoenix Mercury. Let that sink in. Admittedly, just completely dogged all office employees in the Phoenix Mercury organization and the Phoenix Suns organization. But again, that is the same exact penalty as him cheating on Neil Long or as Ime Yudoka cheating on Neil Long. And before anybody says anything, no, no, I am not making this a race thing. I'm thinking, I'm simply thinking common sense. This is a common sense theory. Why does both of these equate to one year? First, first of all, Robert Sarver, even though he's contemplate is the quote unquote co- contemplated selling the team, sure, whatever. He should have already. He should have been take the team should have been taken from him, not him thinking. Oh, maybe you know I I probably will sell the team. Cool, I'm gonna just make my I think what eight billion dollars from selling this organization that's very sought after because it's in the mid mid or I guess more in the in the I guess technically it would be in the mountains, but. Mostly, basically, on the West Coast, with uh, a lot of a uh, lot of people buy. It. And again, it's it's a sunny weather, and yeah, it's hot in Arizona, but it's like 
it's still beautiful enough for people to want to live in Phoenix. He's going to make his money still after being an open racist. I'm pretty sure this email Yudoka thing is him being suspended without pay for this entire season. For, again, a, again, a disgusting act and should not be uh, praised for it. But you cannot tell me that those two penalties equate. <sighs> Anyways, um, uh, normally I don't usually do this. I think I don't think I have done this in about six months. But for the first time in forever, we are going to combine two episodes. Usually I just do two episodes on a Friday, and it uh. It's the end of that, but we're going to try something new. Again, something I had thought about for a little bit. Like I said, we used to do this back in the day where uh, we would combine episodes. We do like the first half of the episode was a basketball episode. Second half was a pog pod. But I think without further ado, we can introduce today's pog pod for the day. Yo, welcome to another episode of the pog pod where today we will discuss the term underdog. I know it seems kind of boring, but I promise you we'll get through. I'll get through uh, why I chose this episode in a little bit. But first, if you are listening to this podcast in the audio realm, please leave a like, please leave a review, please leave a comment under the original post. If you're listening to this in the on uh, Anchor, obviously you're getting this episode early. You can leave a comment, leave a review, leave a question in the thread underneath said podcast. and. Potentially, we'll read this on the next episode if you leave one. Um, obviously, if you're in the ten dollar tier, you can also leave your uh, applications down low, and I will interview you via Zoom, and we can uh, talk about potential coming onto the podcast. Um, of course, this is a this is a different. Type of episode, if you will, like I said, I'm not like usually we do like de- much much deeper topics. We've done love, we've done heartbreak, we've done uh racism, we've done talk t- uh, talk on sexism, we've uh, done talk on misogynist uh, misogyny in the workplace. We've done topics on uh we've done we talked about a lot. I'm gonna be honest with you, we've talked about our favorite stories of me being in Virginia, still all time classic. Actually, uh, talked to Ryan a couple days ago. I haven't talked to him since, but we talked about uh. Him potentially coming back on the podcast because again, like that's that's the homie, that's my dog, like that's for for that's my boy. And you know, like I said, we all have we have bangers together, so it's like that's it makes all the sense in the world to uh do this uh do the podcast with him again. So be on the lookout for that potentially if uh he ever does reach back to me. Um, one more thing though, uh, before we get into the episode, this episode is a I guess you could call it, uh, like I said, it's a, a little bit lighthearted, but it, it does have a specific meaning. All of these, the, the Pog Pod does have meaning. Even the name of the Pog Pod has a meaning. Like, the, the Pog Pod was a creation of a friend of mine. I, I guess we can straight up call it that. We can call it a friend of mine. Um, She recommended the name of the Pog Pod only because of, it was a, commenta- a conversation we had had with each other, but... uh. Like I said, it's a little bit, I, w- I wouldn't even say all top, but a little bit, uh, it's sort of an inside joke, Evie Wheel, the Pog, uh, cert- certified Pog moment, if you know, you know, and if you don't, I'm sorry. But, also, the origin of the Pog Pod, 
we again basketball podcast kind of got I won't even say dry, but it just I didn't want to be known as a basketball podcaster. I just wanted to be known as a podcaster that happens to talk about basketball plus other things. So of course we st- started off with uh, as usual every as everybody does with their first podcast. We talk about what it means to to go through a heartbreak and said heartbreak was. It was a good episode, I'd say that. It was a, a pretty elite-level episode, if I do say so myself. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. Um, But this episode we titled The Underdog of Life. And I can get into my own story of being an underdog. I can say people look at me and don't see underdog, but honestly, the underdog has been the, the biggest trait of my life for the past 20 years. Yes, we can we can go through we can say that twenty years of my life, twenty years today. Even if you're listening to this, just the second half of this podcast, uh, yes, today is Liberté of your favorite podcaster and mine. It's wink, wink. So, of course, if you haven't already, I'll have the socials in the description. You can wish me a happy birthday on the socials: Instagram, Twitter, Snap, whatever. But like I said, get back to the episode. Um, we actually have. We've we've sort of talked about this before, but I wouldn't even say talked about it. But we've we've alluded to this before on the podcast, but have never actually like done this as a topic. So of course, if you missed the last episode of the pod of the Paul podcast, we talked about um, basically peer pressure. We didn't title uh, title the peer pressure. I always wanted to, I always bring it back into uh my own my own personal life so we titled it the fit in so of course like the the fit in is a name that uh that it it came to me after i was listening to one of my one of my favorite artists of all time montana 300 uh he said i never i never had to fit in like a clothing store so that fit in uh that that's where the title of the episode came in but i also you know dealt with a little bit of I wouldn't even say peer pressure but dealt with uh the I've I've been that type of person where I I never wanted to associate with somebody like very few people I've ever kept a friendship because of my own doing like I I never I'm usually the type of person that's like eh, like I'm not I'm not as social like I'm I'm not a social person I'm gonna be honest with you like and that's I wouldn't even say that's the story of the underdog but I would say that that definitely is a me like basically being the the antithesis of the fit in. Like I would I'm never the type of person I want to fit in that will force a friendship with you just to make you happy. Like I'm I'm never been that person, and I honest to God never will be that person. Like straight up, like it's not. That's not we we not that person. We're we're never going to be that person. Never should be that person. If you are that person, by all means, live your life. But. I'm never going to be that person that forces your happiness just to, to to sacrifice my happiness. Straight up. But back to the episode. The underdog. Of course, we do the the six question system in the uh for all these Paul Pod episodes, but we kind of want to deviate away from that because again, I'm just telling I'm telling the story of my underdog of the underdog. So, at about 6 years old, and again, the parts of the story will sound like will make it sound like I'm not really an underdog, but and again, all of this is verifiable information. You can talk to anybody that I know, and they will they will back this statement up for sure, or the all of these words, all these statements for sure. You can you can hear this be backed up. Six years old, I'm playing uh 
I guess you could say development league basketball. It's just like a little like little mini camp in my in my hometown, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Shout out to the five five zero. Um, I'm. I would say I'm. I'm I wouldn't say I'm advanced at this point. I'd say I'm a. I'm a slightly better than most of the kids on the floor. Which again sounds like a. Again, it sounds like it doesn't sound like an underdog, but when you when you get when we go the roundabout way, you'll understand. So, playing. I have a really good game, and I'm congr- I'm sitting laying with my mom, saying she was saying congratulations, like you son, all of that. And we get ready to uh, get off the bleachers, and the old man comes up to me, or comes up to my mom, and tells my mom, and I quote, "I may not be alive to see it, but your son's gonna be special one day." And to this day, I that quote hits a lot different, knowing that that uh, uh, what I am now. It uh, it's it's special. It's it's definitely special to to see that all the success we've had on this podcast, hundred fifty two, I guess one hundred and fifty one and a half episodes of the podcast, and and this this uh, we're not gonna be done anytime soon. You'll see CBC and me post podcasts for the next fifty years of my life. I'll never not get tired of the podcast, but it absolutely is. It's a it's it's fun knowing that that you that people respect your work enough to 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 the, respect your craft, knowing that you have paved a way that that they know that you've come a long way from where you started to where you ended, and it is it just something hits different about that work. Like legit, I remember the first time I I, I remember the first check I ever got from the podcast. And it was from, it was uh my first check from Anchor, and I remember posting it on the pod or posting it on my story, and so many people congratulating because they remember, they remember the Zay Zay that was afraid to talk in in front of the class, and now I'm talking in front of hundreds of people on a podcast and that, and it, it a little it hits a lot different knowing that like I went from being nervous to speak. To having absolute blast talking in front of a, and talking to a microphone, like legit, like having a planned first pot, a first live podcast in front of the entire, like in front of my city, is a is is a it's an accomplishment to myself. Getting to go on different trips, getting to see pay per views live, getting to uh, go to different. Uh, getting to getting to go to different conf- uh, press conferences like this, or different media days. Like it's been, it's been a glorious. Even just doing work in my community, like I'm in helping out the recreation center down the street from me. Like it's, it's been a, uh, it's been an absolute success story from beginning to end. And we're not done. We're not done. Don't get it twisted. We're not done. But to this point, this has been a. It's been a success story too. To 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 marvel at, like I've I've been through I've seen plenty of people be on the come up like, right like we mentioned it earlier my boy Ryan went from freshman year, you know didn't really get the touches to now was a D two college basketball player and I see the work that he's put in and that boy is going pro. I'm not I wouldn't be I would not be hyping up my man's if if he wasn't the truth, straight up. 
I wouldn't be hyping. I wouldn't be talking about him like he's God if he wasn't that man to me. Like I'm, I'm like I'm not kissing his ass just to be kissing his ass. That boy has put in the work. I've been in the gym to put for him to put work in. I've been I've been on his right. I've been his right hand man since literally since the day once. And seeing him put the work in, seeing him put in the work that I know he put in. And it's currently paying off for him as we speak. Could not be happy for the man's at all. Could not be happy. Couldn't even be. Couldn't even be more happy if I tried. And it's it's a shame that like, like more stories like that don't come out until unfortunately somebody hits their demise. And I can say with with certainty that my my underdog story has not been has not been finished. But again, fast forward from the. From the 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 story of me playing basketball, up until probably my ninth tenth grade year, I played football. I sucked at it. I'm be, I, I wouldn't say I sucked, but I wasn't I wasn't you know elite level football player. So I I transitioned back to basketball. Was able to build my body back up, and we 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 were a hell of a team. Can't I cannot lie? We were a hell of a team, and. It's genuinely a shame that I didn't get to uh play a lot of football, uh play football, uh, try to learn more football. Like I said, I I was this good with the natural natural talent I had, but I could never take it to the next level like most people do. Um, so that's what basketball. That's when basketball took its toll on me. And now that I'm done played middle school, high school, and now I'm a grown man, I think playing isn't nearly as much as of a of a uh a success story for me as it is you know potentially coaching you know just working with other people in the gym when you know when I see them around like I said pointing out different pointers in their game or whether it's you know just as simple as just having a conversation it's or even like if it's a conversation about basketball or even just in life in general I just if I just want to know how you're doing like that it's all of that in a nutshell is how we uh is the how the, the 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 underdog story has paid off for other underdog stories. People that were you know like Sharif O'Neal is a perfect example. Shaq's son, he uh, uh open heart surgery, I believe sophomore year of college, if that if I'm not mistaken, just got done playing NBA summer league and is probably going to be in the G League, but G League still professional basketball, whether y'all want to admit it or not. Professional basketball potential NBA contract right there after open heart surgery right before the pandemic. Like that, that's a success story if I ever heard one. And it's it's crazy that that's a that that kind of story is that almost gets swept under the rug because of how how it's being portrayed and how most people are portrayed in the media, where it's like. Everybody had this this immense talent from day one, and that's how they got to the you know hard work and beating the odds. Only one percent make it, and the one percent that makes it should absolutely be looked at as underdogs. Because realistically, they the odds were then it was a ninety nine percent chance that they wouldn't have made it. That one percent said urine, and I, I know for a fact that we're going to have another one in there soon. And again, I want to point out also, my underdog story 
I want to, in my underdog story, I want to point out another thing. In basketball, a team that we we call, we, we let's face it, my team sucks. I can't lie. I was the best player on my team, and I can't, even then, I'm not, I'm not this LeBron James-esque guy where I'm going to take my team to a championship. No, we suck. Talent-wise, we suck, but we worked hard. We were the underdog every game we played, and we made it to a championship game three of the four years that I played on, on one team. And freshman year, champions. Like that. That's a. That's something that 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 the underdog story was written for us from the beginning. Some people don't get their underdog story until the middle, where it's like they they have they're optimistic about a certain thing, then something doesn't go their way, and now they've fallen down and they can't get back up, and so now that they have they got to go through this gauntlet of a challenge to make it from the 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 gutter that the the middle of their challenge or the middle of their success story uh fell fell apart and now that very few people can say that they had an all-time uh, very few people that can say they could had they had an all-time success story from being the underdog i think i know one person for a fact my cousin aj being honest, I will tell, and my cousin will he'll he'll tell you this too. You dumb as a doorknob. I love him. I love him to death. I AJ, you listening, bro? I love you. Trust me. Ain't ain't no hate here, bro. But you but you know who you is. And he went from being who he is to police officer in the in the state of Virginia, certified with the badge and all. Like that's that's something that that. Even though it won't get talked about much because of the field that he works in, that boy is he he's one of the hardest working people that I ever met. And I and it it's and I and I love him for it because his his hard work, I'm talking high school, college, and into the adult life has caused me to work hard. Because I want I wanted to be like my cousin. I wanted to be him. Even I, I realistically probably couldn't be him. I wanted to be him because he was him. And I felt like a lot of people have those people that they look up to. It's like, tag, I want to be like him. His story, his story is crazy. I want my story to be that crazy. Yes, life has ups and downs. Everybody's life has had an up and down. You've had, there's nobody that's lived 20 years of their life and has had one negative moment. Or sorry, that hasn't had one negative moment, and there's definitely not been a twenty year old, a twenty year uh, life that has not had a, a positive uh, moment. Your life hasn't been gloomy for twenty straight years. I only use twenty because my, but realistically, your life has not had a uh, has not had zero gloomy moments, and definitely has not had zero happy moments in your life. Like your life has been a mixed bag. Everybody's life is a mixed bag. Even the rich have have had a mixed bag life. Even the poor have had a mixed bag life. Even a Caucasian male can have a, a mixed bag life. A black male can have a a, a rich bag a rich bag a, a mixed bag life. Have you had more bad than good in your life? Yes, but promise you that you have had some good in your life. Yeah, me, I might not be a millionaire, but I'm still a, a stable podcaster with. Um, the ability to get to my own, to go to the recreation center down the street, get a workout in, go to the uh, shoot some hoops, come back, write my own notes in a notebook that I paid for, and the thoughts that came from my brain for me taking a, a decent education and running with it. 
that's how I was able to write my underdog story. Well, yes, not everything was, nothing was, honest to God, nothing was handed to me. The idea of being a podcaster wasn't handed to me. It wasn't like this, oh, hey, you want to work for Spotify? You want to you wanna, uh, make this money immediately from making a podcast? No, I didn't, make, I didn't cut my first check from Spotify until eight months after I started podcasting. February was the first time I ever got an ad for this episode. Yes, you can hear the ad being played in the beginning of said episode, but genuinely, those were I copy and pasted those uh, ads to every single episode so I can make more money. Did the first actual ad for this show started in February? Did not start doing podcasts until July. Actually, that's that's a lie. March March fourteenth. Actually, I, I'll tell you now. March fourteenth was actually the first time I, I got the ad to potentially sign up for the ad, but uh, for with but I didn't get an email from Spotify until two weeks after I put in that that request. March fourteenth, Pi Pi Day was the first time I got an actual ad for this episode. For this podcast, and we are still running those ads six months later. I'm not saying that we are with success. We are, we are successful for the fact that we have no promotion. We don't uh, work for a company that uh that that wouldn't promote us. We don't. We're not working for uh like ESPN or the, the overtime or the score or whatever. This isn't a podcast that's built on, you know, on I guess you could call it a a, a government esque. Like we're not working for this national. A media conglomerate. No, we're we're our own brand with our own mogul with zero zero again zero promotion, zero ads up until other than the company that sponsors us. Legit, no, nothing, nothing to to propel us. That's the underdog story. We went from zero. I mean, zero people listening to this podcast. Some of those some of those early episodes have like two views on them. You look at the episodes now, some of them have hit like two, three hundred, uh, again, with zero promotion. Like I said, I've never had an ad, like a, a sponsor from any social media, not from Instagram, not from Snapchat, not from Twitter, not from Facebook, not from, you know, I don't know, Skype or whatever. Like no company has sponsored this podcast. And yet we have reached such a, we have reached currently 17 different countries as we speak. 17 countries have listened to this podcast at least once in their lifetime. That is a success story. That is my underdog story. Going from no promotion, didn't even own a microphone the first 10 episodes probably that I've rec- uh, I recorded and are posted on this podcast page to 17 countries f- consistently listening to this podcast. That is a success story. That is the underdog story. That is why that that is why I view myself as the underdog because we never were supposed to get here. This was never a moment dedicated to us. This was not a moment that was breaded for me. Am I complaining? Absolutely not. I would not change a single second of my journey so far. I will take those dog piss episodes that we had back in July and August of 21. I will take those episodes because of what we've been through since. September of 22, September 23rd, 2002, at currently 12.03 p.m. Eastern Time, we have our success story planned out 
for the rest of our lives. This is the success story that we created as a society between the people that listen to the pe- uh, podcast, the people that come to me about podcast idea, the people that have pro- uh, promoted their, like the, the people, my friends that have uh, posted the podcast on their story, the people that have said, hey, yo, go subscribe to this Zay dude. He, t- he know what he's talking about. That's that's the success, success story. And again, nobody ever has their success story alone. Everybody has their success story from it gets their success story from the help of others. The help from others for me were the three people that I've mentioned in this episode. The girl that eventually came up today with the Pog Pod, the Ryan for being like probably the, my, the, my biggest supporter at this point, and I'm being his biz, biggest supporter for sure. And again, not mentioned, but the boy Zach. First person I think that actually posted my podcast on their stories. Those are the three people that I credit this podcast for being what it is. And again, you can brag. I'm never going to brag, quote unquote, about being a podcast. That's not something you, quote unquote, brag about. But I brag about the success that I've made from podcasts. I think I'm gonna leave y'all on that uh that wealth of a note for for sure uh kind of got uh, emotional a little bit just talking about my story because that's what it is my story is emotional my story is emotional but if you missed the previous 150 yes 150 episodes of the Zay Coma podcast you can check them out on Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music and of course right here on Anchor until next time I love you. You love me. Let's love each other. Goodbye.